Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Uh, I'm never doing this intro, so it's a little bit weird, uh, but, but we are back, and this is the last episode before Sonny returns from his vacation hiatus. Uh, he, he was sorting cards. He was sorting cards for five days, uh, and he did, he did actually finally finish sorting his collection. I'm sure he'll have a lot to talk about. Uh, I do have a very special guest for us today, but uh, before I allow uh, Aris, this esteemed individual, to introduce themselves, uh, I do have to go through a, a long list of stuff that Sonny usually says at the beginning of an episode. So a huge shout out to all of our sponsors uh, in terms of local stores. That's going to be Steel Fox Games and ETB Games. I have never been there in my life, but uh, Sonny is from Louisiana and he says they're great. Uh, <laughs> links are in the description. Uh, as well, we do have uh, some affiliate links if you want to check those out. So we've got uh, TCG Player. Um, there's a new link there now, and there may be a discount code coming soon, so keep an eye out. Uh, and we've also got codes for uh, Tier Zero games. Uh, we've got a link for Dragon Shield, uh, and there should also be a code coming for that. Uh, and then uh, Grimoire accessories as well. Uh, I've been showing it off all the time, and I have a video on my Twitter of me doing push-ups while doing level combos with this. But their, uh, their playmats are awesome, so definitely keep an eye out for them. Um, <clears throat> There may be somebody I am forgetting. Oh, uh, Tier Zero, and this is actually a thing I should probably bring up. Uh, they just announced, so as of recording, uh, they announced it, and tomorrow it's going to be live. But Tier Zero is having a like a gigantic clear out sale thing. They're like clearing, they're clearing out all of their retro stuff. They're saying like up to forty percent off. So uh, if you want an extra five percent off, there's a Tier Zero. It's uh, code Top Cut Five. So check that out. And. Uh, as always, check out our Discord, and a massive shout-out to all of our wonderful patrons. We will read your names out at the end of the episode. Okay, <clears throat> I think I got all the stuff out of the way. If I forgot anything, Sonny will kill me later. 
So, uh, without further ado, and to make you stop sitting here awkwardly on camera, uh... I was tempted to jump in a couple times, but I didn't know how badly I would derail the intro, and you were kind of on the roll. I didn't want to I, mess you up. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Jaffin Games, would you like to introduce yourself to the people? Uh, hello. I am Jaffin Games on Twitter. Occasionally stream. I don't think I've done that in over a year now. Whoops. <laughs> uh yeah i'm for the most part a nobody but occasionally i do a funny in a twitter thread uh for prog memes and other than that i just exist in the necrofusion discord <laughs> i really don't know why i'm here <laughs> Jaffin is here because i i roped him into recording a, a Yu-Gi-Oh episode last minute uh, but also uh, is, has has been around uh, online in some spaces, mainly is in the Necrofusion Enthusiasts uh, as uh, the person with the most pinned posts of all time. Uh, but, <laughs> Thanks, Outback. Love you, bud. Uh, has also posted uh, some absolute bangers in the progression series uh, memes. I'll probably link a few in the description. Um, the, one, the, the one that blew up the most was definitely the... Um, <laughs> It's the prog deck. It's, it's the gif of click to choose your deck, and it's just Nim Nim's chaos lists with like no. no Unironically, I think there's about 14 different decks in that one gif yeah. from like almost, I want to say, four or five months. <laughs> I literally just went down the playlist, went, okay, chaos screenshot, chaos screenshot, chaos screenshot. And uh, it was quite funny. Now, instead of chaos mirrors, we're getting chain burn mirrors. So I guess we all need to be objectively better. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will die on that hill. That was one of the best, best mirrors they've ever done. <laughs> I think it was pretty funny. I was a big fan. And this isn't just because I played chain burn for like a year. Mm. Ignore that part. All right. I, I will. I, I, I will pretend I didn't hear it. Uh, Thank you. So, what? Uh, this is maybe just like this is kind of a silly question. What? Uh, what drove you to 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 make these? Because you you showed up in a bunch of threads. Was it just I have an idea and it has to get out? <laughs> it's called I worked from home mm. all through COVID, and I liked committing wage fraud. At the end of the day, ninety <laughs> percent of those memes were well. I was supposed to or be working. A couple of them were in meetings. Even uh, that is yeah. Uh, this is the this is the way to counteract wage theft. Everybody is uh, to simply steal it <laughs> to back. Make memes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that is that. They is, can't steal from you if you steal first. That's words to live by. So, uh, what is? Well, I'll ask you a few more questions about uh, about you and and the game before we get into news stuff. What? How did this? Is, I mean, it, uh, tale as old as time. What? How did you? How did you start Yu-Gi-Oh? What? What, what well, obviously, I was an absolute nerd growing up as a kid, like most people were mm -hmm. in the early 2000s. Watched the anime and all that. I kind of fell out of it until last year of high school, funny enough, where like the sort of group I was tangentially friends with just started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! at a lunch table and not being pushed into lockers after. <laughs> so <laughs> I just kind of jumped in there at the... I think it was the middle of Lords of the Tachyon Galaxy, so like the Dragon Ruler stuff. Oh, good. Probably not the best time I to start back. But time to start, yeah. Yeah. Definitely not the best time to start making Mecha Phantom Beasts, but uh, mm. I lived and I learned. 
apparently. Is that I so? That, that was the first deck you built was Mecha Phantom Beast. The first actual deck that wasn't like the pyro structure deck from two thousand, the early two thousands. But yeah, the actual deck, first deck I wanted to build was Mecha Phantom Beast, and I got it all done until I saw Draco Sacrifices. Ah, I see. <laughs> that was That's... worst Mecha Phantom Beast deck you could possibly pilot. It's so it's what it's it, that would be. God, what do you do? It's <laughs> what do you nothing? What do you, do? you play like, <laughs> a dual like unironically roll. nothing. Do a You're barrel playing... roll turbo. Like... <laughs> yeah, do a barrel roll with like um. Oh, what is that? I have the ulti that the emergency takeoff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just play control using like Harlard to special shit from it's, your hand. It's, it's just totally and losing to anything. I will say, uh, I do actually have. Uh, a first edition ultimate rare copy of Mecha Phantom Beast Hamstrap. Uh, I do too. On my desk right now. Oh, I love that guy. I uh, I have these. I have this for Dinosaur actually, which is very funny. I remember the combos. Uh, you were, you I'm were, pretty sure I lost that was, to that combo a we couple were, times. It probably came up at locals. I, I, the, yeah. <laughs> that was because there weren't wow. any big events. That was the only place I could ever bust it out. Uh, <laughs> so... Nobody show up to locals when Skyhawk comes. You will be beaten by the most obscene jank that you have ever seen in your entire life. It's 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 never. It's just I don't know. Every time I show up to Common Box and activate Royal Penguins Garden, the reaction is just it's it's still too funny to this day. I think there's only like two people who have become desensitized to the, your. The... <laughs> I was about to say BS, but in the non PG thirteen way. Yeah, it's like you and a <laughs> you and a kosh. <laughs> Pretty much. Occasionally Brighton. Uh, that's true. But well, yeah, that Brighton has been well. I think Brighton's just it. dead to everything at this point, though. That's fair. I, I think th Brighton is. Our, our resident uh, Drytron enthusiast who has uh, shifted to Sprite in, in lieu of Drytron. Oh no, he's back on Drytron. Oh, I have been turn skipped. Yeah, again. It's, I haven't been able to make it out to locals as much. Well, of course, he'd probably be doing Amor Factor Pain now, right? He was on Amor Factor and I don't know, there's something else. Is it, uh, the he was skipping a lot. A Thunder of Ruler? I think it was that, yeah. That's the trap. It skips the. I don't know. I Yeah, I was looking at the board just going, oh. No droll, I guess I die. Ah, uh, oops. <laughs> so, I should have just rolled better dice. I don't know what to say. That's true. So when did you when did you shift to playing more uh more competitively? I don't know if you you do you consider yourself uh, a competitive player or are you just like I try to do like where I would like to consider myself like semi competitive if that makes sense. Like I like competing, I like going to regionals. Hit my first in person YCS with Vancouver. And I enjoy that kind of thing, but at the end of the day, I I play jank too much to be competitive, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, you almost made, yeah. You were pretty darn close to day two at Vancouver. Uh, yeah, you were, you were, I got knocked out of the running, I think it was last round? It, or? Was, it was the very last round. It was something round. like yeah. that. It was, it was round eight, I think, I remember. All to a cash know. player that opened triple shifter. Shifter every game, <laughs> gotta love it. I... I'm so glad a rice heart is gone. There's... Me too. Me Although too. some of the other decks are playing shifter. Speaking of other decks, uh, oh, actually, so are you uh, are you still playing uh, Infernoble this format? Is that where you're on? Or are you? I am. I'm probably going to be shifting off it though, simply because the graveyard hate hurts a little too much. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm probably just going to go back to playing Jank for the rest of this format because I don't think there's really any big 
events that I'll be hitting or anything like that. That's kind of where I'm at too. I'm like, I don't want to buy the SP Little Knight or the Diablo. Yeah, there's no package, chance so. I'm buying any of that. So, I'm gonna play Zephyr. Uh, Have fun. That's a move. I mean, do you? Okay, <laughs> so do you play any of the new uh, Pendulum stuff in Zephyr? I have no idea if there's like. I don't think so. Or... I think you play more of this. From what I've been seeing, what I've been testing, I'm enjoying the Super Heavy Samurai stuff more because it's just one card dang long, and with the Super Heavy Samurai stuff, it gives you a combo line that with just Wakaushi can search any monster in the game, search any field spell in the game, set up Beatrice to dump anything. <laughs> so like, Dingle Dong surprisingly versatile. Is a pathway to, to, to abilities. I love Danglong. <laughs> I'm so glad we have Danglong back. It is, it is amazing to me, this is, we're going completely off topic, but that's totally okay. It is, it is amazing <laughs> to me that we were all like terrified of Danglong. Like it, before Danglong actually I wasn't, I list, played Yang Zing. I knew that shit did nothing. <laughs> You've been around. He did nothing wrong. It was Dino players uh, who got him banned. Yeah. And yes, I'm looking straight into I, the camera at you. Listen, I'm I'm very sorry that I'm a huge fan of Soul Eating Over Raptor, but I listen. Just I, get your own guys banned, I, not the incidental I, Yang Zing that was like a one of brick. I was not playing the structure deck cards when when Dino was doing the Yang Zing stuff. This is something that you may not I don't know. know. You're still a Dino player. I'm going to blame you. You may not know this about All me. you Dino players. I did not play the structure deck Dino cards in Dinosaur until Toss format. I I What? You you so this is some Skyhawk lore. We're going to drop this on the podcast right now. I played Dino Rabbit Control with one rabbit for probably like eight years i was terrible at this game for an unbelievable amount of time and then you read <laughs> misc and you like had a neuron activate and suddenly you're getting like invites to rdiqs and that, stuff like that and you you left that is almost exactly what happened i remembered <laughs> he some, has read Miss some edmonton Yu-Gi-Oh lore the first match i ever played was actually against blake morrison who um actually has had a lot of recent event success topped ycs vancouver got top uh top eight i think and uh also got fifth at nationals so missed out on worlds yeah he for NA almost went to worlds that was nuts dude is absolutely nuts one of the best cash players out there uh my first match was against him playing salad and i was on literally three times dino smashers fury plus like some stuff I bought at the anime club at McEwen University. <laughs> I had somebody sold me like a Lagia nice. and a Dulka and some Guaybas. Uh, and game one, nice. I, I OTK'd him with Serrano Infinity, and then I got smacked games two and three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about this. Just ride the game one. Yep. Uh, okay, so aside from uh, our... our <laughs> aside from Denglong Dinguses and Dino Dunguses, YCS uh, Indianapolis happened. Uh, we've got that the, it did uh, an entirely new format, um, and it seems like there's a new top dog in town. Uh, Tier limit massively underperformed, but the deck that ha covered the most amount of spots in top cut was Rescue Ace Diabellstar, and uh, it, it was funny. So the winner of this event, Steven Santoli from Canada. Um, former Exosister player extraordinaire. Um, they the, on the Konami blog they have <coughs> Steven listed as not playing the DFL Star engine as just pure Rescue Ace, and then when they showed up on oh, stream, wait he was on it. 
Yes, yeah, so it turns out oh. that, yeah, that's, so we were thinking, like, this dude playing budget rescue aces clapping people up, but no, it turns no. out it was just, Konami just screwed up. They didn't look at the deck list. <laughs> that's disappointing. So we showed up. Like, I had to dip out from the stream before the finals, so I didn't actually see. I just thought it was pure rescue ace that won that. I was only able to see game one, but that was enough. So Well, now I'm disappointed. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think part of the reason that, it, it's tough obviously the diabel star engine is is huge for consistency because it gives you more ways to access hydrant which is something that the deck did have a problem with pre is was that sometimes you would just brick uh i know the curry bandits and, and mbt both have been playing it and that's like sometimes you just open hands they don't do anything but uh it is much much harder to do with diabel star now um mm -hmm. the other piece of the puzzle i think too is that because the format is so diverse, uh, Rescue Ace has a couple of, of matchups that are not amazing, but they do really, really well into everything else. So in a format where you're trying to go the distance in a really long event, so long as you know that there are some matchups where you're going to get dinged, you got a really, really high chance to convert. And against a wide field, Turbulence Set 4 offers like surprisingly good yeah diverse disruption and you've got options right like uh there's like it seems like there's kind of like three main chunks of builds so i wonder what you think about the the chunks there's the there's the isold ricardetto one i think that one is complete cope i do not believe <laughs> in the rescue ways with ricardetto as the as the like, as the infernoble player why why do you think yeah that? what's the what's the, what's the thought process it, I just don't think it does enough. Because at the end of the day, like pre Diabell start, maybe I could see it being used there. Because it gives you a different sort of form of extension beyond like just getting hit by an imperm or something like that. But with Diabell start, it just kind of does everything better already. And at that point, you're getting to effectively the infernoble problem of how much consistency is too much consistency. You're going to have to balance it with other sort of non-engine and things like that. And I just, I don't see it personally, but I'm not also a Rescue Ace player yeah. myself. So I think the the draw is like you add a little bit of extra follow-up at the cost of one of your disruptions being weirder. So like that build ends on yeah. like the extra thing that it does is, <laughs> is you yeah. do, it's like Baron SP Little Knight. And then there's the... There's the Jet Synchron one, which does Baron Savage, and then your set cards, and then there's the... Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. I just... I don't know. Again, with the Jet Synchron stuff, I think it's better than the Ricardetto stuff, but at the end of the day, once you get like the sort of Rescue Ace thing going, your turbulences are going, you've got the SP to protect it. I don't know how much more you need beyond that, especially in at least this meta. Kind of is that extra. is it's yeah, it's surprisingly strong going into the field, in my opinion at least. And personally, I don't know if I would trade off the raised ceiling of having like the Aaron and the Savage compared to just other non-engine for having to go sick into things like that. And the, the winner of the event agreed with you because the third build that exists is one that also existed before, but it's the Terahertz build. 
uh and that's the that's that the stuff's you, funny you get uh you get your big uh neo firewall uh dingus up you send to save worm and now you have access to a spell trap negate mainly that's part of why people are experimenting with the other options is like it's you have more free extra deck space if you do the synchro stuff but <laughs> at the cost of having to play main deck cards that are not great like with a sold you have to play an equip uh, which well, cat show up <laughs> kitty that goes with it Yo. i guess you only saw his tail from that angle that's true uh and speaking of uh speaking of cats uh the other deck that uh i believe it got the second most top spots was uh pearly uh <laughs> in- i was expecting pearly to actually take the event personally Interesting. i was kind of a doubter on the rescue ace stuff with the bell star but this event completely proved me wrong Ad- admittedly i was also a doubter i i yeah. I, I thought i thought it was pearly in tier for sure um mm-hmm. but uh i think again in like such a wide field rescue ace is not playing against pearly or unchained every round yeah. they're not playing against here every round uh so when speaking of unchained i am shocked at how little they converted that event it's wild right because when we were talking about re- whether you could play rescue ace before agov it was mm-hmm. that deck can't beat unchained and now suddenly that now that diabel star is so i think unchained has two problems actually unchained does has a really bad tier matchup Mm-hmm. And Dia Bellstar gives Rescue Ace just like a little bit of extra oomph. So there's like a few more games that that Rescue Ace wins going into the full Unchained board, right? So yeah, I think I think the combination of less people playing Unchained because of tier, people over preparing for tier, means that evenly matched was not in a lot of side decks. Some people were off Lightning Storm and were just playing Duster as their like back row hate. And when there aren't those blowout cards to deal with all the back row, shockingly, they're difficult to chew through. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, setting forward strong when they got nothing for it. Exactly. So for um, for Rogue, uh, in top eight, or I guess, and tier, tier fell off like crazy. I think everybody expected tier to be one of the best decks, but only two of them topped, I think. I mean, I'll uh, take that. I am not a fan of tier games, unless you're also on tier, for the most part. It's it's really sacky. It, it, it's... Mm-hmm. It's kind of a shame, because I think the deck being alive is cool for the people who really enjoyed that style of gameplay, but I think I think we just, we have to ban the the Millers. We, yeah. Uh, probably all... That stuff games. is not... Probably all of them. I don't know how the Ishizu cards got printed. I in general. I we probably have to ban the shufflers too. Those cards are just yeah. so Just put Ishizu out of the meta yeah. again. Go and back I, to Battle City. And if they okay, here's here's a here's a discussion actually, now that now that it's come up. Do you think we could bring back some of the main deck tier names if the Ishizu cards were all banned? That is a tough one. I wanna say yes. But you look at the OCG and you kind of go, maybe everything needs to stay there. <laughs> we give them a single tier name and they will have some 60 card monstrosity that'll talk. So like, if we lost the Ishizu, like I don't think the Pote era tier with like Casino tier with the um, dangers and stuff like that, it never felt super oppressive. But at the same time, if you start taking the stuff off the list just because the Ishizus are gone, that deck will live longer than, like, Sky Striker did. Yeah, you're probably right about that. 
I, I think that's, yeah, that's the problem is like every iteration of hits even in the OCG people are still trying to play it yeah even here has the strongest warriors I swear even in Master Duel like Kit Kalos and Chaos Ruler are still legal but like Merle is banned you have two names that Confusion Summon and you're still they're, they're, tier and cash, it still works tier cash is at one <laughs> I don't get it it still works it. it's it's wild um so for Rogue, Exosister, uh, Monadium showed up. I am... I think there were two Monadium decks that topped. Uh, I am... Monadium is so strange, because they ha they now have the ability to play through a lot more interaction, and, and like, they can go second more, but it still feels like you opened hands that are not great. I think... I think more people might start to edge onto Monadium. As people start to play stuff that counters Rescue Ace, there's going to be less to deal with the big giant screw-off synchro boards. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Obviously, the only thing you really need, from my understanding of Monadium, I don't really know how Agov has changed them up that much, but if they become a problem, it just becomes slap drill in your side deck again. Because before, they really had no way to play through Droll, and I don't know if they have much game into Droll now. The the level 6 Synchro has at, at least means that they can end on something, so they can access a, they can access mm -hmm. a Baron under Droll. And, uh, and, oh no, a Baron. That's something. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> one Ooh, Baron. one negate. But it lets them play a bit more non-engine, because the 6 brings back 2s from Grave, so you have some... That's fair. You've got some options. Uh, Labyrinth has just almost completely disappeared. One Labyrinth topped, but it's Lab's got some bad matchups. Uh, Tri Brigade Sprite is a thing. Uh, as was uh, that was the Brigade. most surprising top to me. I didn't expect anything even vaguely Tri Brigade related to pop off. That would be the most interesting. Uh, I think the list itself is kind of cool. It's main decking three Super Poly. Which uh, which is fun, uh, Fair. and uh, yeah, we got the Fenrir's. We're still playing the nimble stuff. It's it's Travergate Sprite pretty much through and through. I think. The... I mean, Travergate Sprite always had a good matchup into tier, so I think that was probably kind of where their meta call was going. I would assume, but I don't know. Tier didn't do much. So there's two there's two other decks here. Uh, obviously, uh, one vanquish only one vanquish soul player is allowed to top an event. But one Vanquish Soul player will, law. will top every event. They will lose almost immediately. Uh, but they one of them will top. Uh, and I get this is just going to be a thing that happens for the next year. That one one Vanquish Soul player draws enough copies of Tikaboo to make it. Uh, yep. I think it's probably... Makes for the worst streams you can possibly watch when the Vanquish Soul player starts winning. Yeah. It sucks. Because it's probably true that the deck is very fun to play. And it's also probably true that we do not give it enough credit but it's also very true that it like it, it's baffling that it keeps just having like exactly one person top with it yeah like, it's it's bizarre the the and to be fair it kind of sucks to play against yeah for the so, most part so the last deck uh is uh is asian persuasion who topped on runic stun uh this is i don't know if you saw this list uh, I'm so opening many, it up right now, uh, and it is it is a war crime. It is horrifying. Uh, two copies of Amana Owado. Notably, this is the this is the least expensive deck in the top cut. This is a conversation that's been happening on Twitter. This is the only deck in top cut 
that you can build in paper for under $250 USD. Every other deck is like... You know what? I'm warming up to this war crime. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's... It, the, the next least expensive deck, I think, is like $450. And then any of the rescue ace range... Yeah, that's like crazy. 800 to 1200 US. Which for yeah, us, that's insane. For us Canadians who work with maple money, uh, that's uh, <laughs> a little wild. It's at least three beavers and half a moose. Yeah. So the funniest card, I, I did want to bring this up in the uh, Runic Stun list, is there are two copies of a continuous trap card that most people haven't heard of, uh, but I have because I, my little brother... Of course you have. Of my, course you've heard of this weird no, jank so trap. My little brother pulled this in a duelist pack a long time ago before I knew what anything well, was. Cat showed up again. Hello. Rupert, uh, out of the camera. Hello, Perlily. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, um so pulled it in a in a duelist pack a long time ago and it was like a playground staple for us we would always struggle stop hitting my camera sorry my cat is trying to knock my camera off my computer uh just like just trying to uh eat materials from your opponent's graveyard exactly Uh, no buddy so this card is scrubbed raid uh and it's, it's a continuous trap that says when your opponent uh starts their battle phase you can send a card you you can send a card you control to the graveyard to end the battle phase. So <laughs> the reason you play That's this wild. is because it's better than Threatening Roar because it sits around as a continuous. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize it was continuous. Yeah. I thought it was just a bad Threatening Roar. Oh, so you can just continuously oh, end your wow. opponent's battle phase to, to stop them from killing you. Uh, so it's it's like Wonderful. it's like Messenger of Peace, but because you draw infinite cards with Time Tearing Morganite and the Runic Engine, uh, you just it's impossible for you to die um so that's that, crazy and this card immediately got bought out because uh, it only has one printing as a super rare in duelist pack nine you say two uh, <laughs> a very highly open set <laughs> fan favorite right there and uh, unfortunately the card that i have because uh, we didn't use sleeves when we were 12 is uh, beaten beyond repair uh so it is not legal. So it always is not legal for tournament play yeah, I still got my uh, structure deck Kaiba one that looks like it's gone through a washing machine. <laughs> I have a copy of. I wonder if I could pull it out. I have a copy of Mangaroo Ran that looks like it's been like eaten, like it like, literally it's like a chunk torn out the top. It looks like an old book page. I mean, he's in an egg, like that's true. Ish, trying to break out of the egg, I guess. <laughs> so the last kind of bit of news thing to talk about is uh we got the rarity collection reveals uh yesterday as of you listening best set ever full stop and end of conversation best set it is it, yep and i think i think everybody is is coming to that conclusion like uh it it's hard to tell we gotta wait until people post ratios but pre-sales for most stuff like the most expensive card at super i've seen is prosp going for like 15 us and this is pre-sales i expect those are going to drop as like insane amounts of people open this set um so i would personally unless there's something that's like you think is a really good deal i would wait until a few days after release because this is going to be one of the most open sets ever um Mm -hmm. I have a list of stuff that I'm going to pick up in Super, and I'm going to pick up uh, three of every print of Fossil Dig. Uh, <laughs> Rip your wallet. Uh, no, Fossil Dig actually is looking like it's not very expensive, so I'm not going to... Yeah, but you're going for three of every print. Okay, the, you don't understand. You do- <laughs> oh, no, I understand. I understand. <laughs> you don't, don't get me wrong. I was looking I, I, at... Like, I'm just casually going to pull up an Ulti Solda. I, 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 I can snag whatever you want. 
Um, <laughs> unironically, an alti solda is one of the altis that I'm sad I missed. I have an extra. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to use it. This was still when I was playing worse jank. Anyway, back on topic. Back on topic. Yeah. Rarity so, collection. So there is, there is actually, there are a few differences of note. So notably, the set list is exactly what we thought it would be. Um, the set list is uh, exactly the OCG set list with minus max C. Uh, so instead of, yeah, instead of 80 cards, we have 79. I do think it's funny that they didn't replace it with anything, but I guess it makes sense. What would they have replaced it with, though? All, like, the good replacements for Maxi are already in there. Uh, they would have done something silly, like like retaliating. Sonic I chick or something. Sonic chick. Scramble egg would be the funny yeah, one. Yeah, scramble egg, that's the one. Scramble egg would be the <laughs> funny one. Uh, I mean, this set has, like, honestly, if you are somebody who's considering getting into the paper game, literally just look for, so some so the supers and the ultras, honestly, are, like, looking like they're going to be pretty similar in price for the most part. So, like, because you're pulling the same amount of them per pack, generally speaking. So, it, it, if you're looking at staple cards, now is the time. It, it, if, and if there's an older print of a staple that you've been looking at that is in this collection, also go look for those. So, like, if you want an original Secret Rare Prosp, those are going to drop pretty significantly when these print. So keep an eye out for those other prints as well. There are... My own... Oh, sorry. Oh, no. You, you go. go. You go. Uh, I was just going to say, my only hope for this set is that it is stocked enough. And it has a fairly long printing run. Because we had, like, a similar really good entry point for new players back when Dual Devastator came out a couple years ago. And Cat again. Hi, Rupert. And that was always one of, like, the best things you could pick up. But I think it was it sold out pretty fast for the most part. At least at regular stores. You could find it in, like, the back of a Walmart shelf eventually. But I'm hoping that this rarity collection sells enough to get, like, a second or a third wave even. Yeah. Just because it is that amazing of a set. I agree. And I... I have to think Konami knows, but I guess we'll find out. They uh, probably know. It doesn't mean they're going to do it. <laughs> That's true. It is Konami at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, so there is one. There are, I guess there are actually two uh, differences in set contents, kind of. So the in the OCG version of the set, the alternate arts of Eldritch the Golden Lord and Nightmare Unicorn only came at Collectors and Ulti. Uh, in the TCG version of the set, we get them at all rarities. So we do have access Pretty to good. the Platinum Secret uh, Alt Art Eldritch as well as the regular Art Eldritch. And we do get the um, <clears throat> Platinum Secret. What's the other high-end rarity? Quarter Century Secret Rare. We, yeah. we also get it in Quarter Century. Um, and then the other thing is, so the it's kind of interesting. I've seen some reports from, from people... Apparently the ultis look kind of like maximum gold, but without like the extra embossing. Apparently they're kind of whack. Uh, really? Yeah. So I'm interested to see them in person. And then the, apparently the collectors though are apparently just a straight pull from the OCG. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing like the reveals and every one of the Japanese style collectors rares that has been shown off on a video or a stream has looked amazing. I like crazy good. I genuinely think that the collector's rares will probably end up being the most expensive. I think solely because when all of the rarities are available at that level, I think like uh, I think that the one that looks the best is going to be the one that people go for. 
Probably fair. So. I'm going for the Altis because that is my personal favorite rarity. That's that's fair. And I, again, I haven't seen those in person, so I'm excited to see what they look like. And I will because I will be getting the fossil digs. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, of course you will. And it, I'm interested. I haven't seen any of the Platinum Secrets, so I still have to go look at those too. The Platinum Secrets are an odd case from what I've seen. Except <laughs> Cattail again. Uh, they look... Okay. I don't know if you remember the platinum secrets from like the 2014 i know those was the 2014 mega tens yeah i know what those those are. were gaudy those. beyond belief right because <laughs> they had the foiling go through the entire card from the art yeah. from the box it, you could blind somebody it was like with those. uh bushinte susanowo and yeah Dark and um, Seas dragon no it was um odd eyes pendulum dragon. it was odd eyes pendulum yep you're right yeah. about that so it looks like from what I've seen of the new ones, they've stripped most of the blinding foil off the card, but kept the bright platinum foiling on the uh, actual art itself, as well as like the sort of like mosaic-y colored for the name. So it looks pretty good. But Interesting. From what I've been seeing on videos, at least, it just kind of looks like a bright secret rare, yeah. right? Ooh, prismatic secret rare. Two. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. Just prismatic. If prismatic secret was so good, why don't we have prismatic secret too? True. Let's get another one. So, it's it's and it's so interesting that this comes up at a time when we start to have conversations about the price of the game. So convenient. They planned this. They planned the month uh, rotating discourse. Got us. Um, Konami gets us again. The so this is amazing because it takes a whole like generation of staple cards and now makes them accessible to almost anyone uh anything that's not like prosp or um uh what's the card i'm thinking of like prosp droplet like everything else is below like three dollars and I, I guarantee like on release of the set almost all of the super bears are gonna drop same with the ultras frankly it's gonna be great even the regular secrets are not gonna be that nuts um, investors in shambles yeah so and i mean I, I say this as somebody who owns an original set of pot of prosperity and forbidden droplet this is just a, a good thing and it should have happened way earlier but mm -hmm. fully agree if you look at the deck list from the latest ycs it's like an unreal amount of thrust there are more copies of sp little knight than there are decks uh, <laughs> that is a depressing statistic. We don't even have all the deck lists. I think there's like 27 of the deck lists and 30. Almost already at like 33 SPs uh, or yeah, something. 33 SPs. If you, the number of times SP was summoned on stream is also like one and a half times the number of matches that happened <laughs> on stream. <laughs> uh, that is depressing. So it sucks because there are now a whole bunch of other staple cards that are accessible, but the staple cards that people are playing to compete at a high level are the ones that still don't have reprints and especially yeah. when you take if you want to play a deck that has thrust and sp and a diabelle star engine rescue ace although rescue ace isn't really playing thrust but you could uh it's like it's like a thousand dollars it's like 500 for the diabelle star core and then another 300 for a set of thrust and then that and you just gotta hope nothing gets banned in like four months yeah it's I, I, like sp is a card that could see a ban frankly i could honestly see sp banned in like two lists already it's because this seems like one of those cards that'll just i wouldn't say centralize a format but it's going to be omnipresent it reminds me 
of Verte. Uh, yeah, Verte and DPE, like that same sort of deal. Verte existed for longer, but we I think we can we can reasonably assume that the timeline of Verte is the timeline of, of DPE. And that was Problem. two to yeah. three, that was two to three lists. Um and I mean frankly, Thrust might be in a similar position. As with oh, um that's the other big yeah. staple. Uh TGT is in the rarity collection, triple tactics talent. And uh that's huge because it's been out of reach for a lot of players for a long time. Uh I don't know, is there anything anything weird in the collection that you, you want to be snagging? Uh, I have to look at the full set list again, but obviously I, being the poor SOB that I am, don't have Pot of Prosperities and a bunch of stuff like that, but I think I'm probably going for like, the reinforcement of the armies, upgrading that to like an ulti and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what I'm getting is just going to be rarity bumps and then like Pot. Of, of jank, yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm. I at. just want stuff to look pretty, man. I this is so funny enough. This is actually the first time I have like been able to justify getting a set of lava golem. I was actually very happy to see that reprint, uh, in a bunch of different rarities. So lava golem. Wait, uh, you haven't had lava golems this whole time? I have never owned a copy of lava golem in my life. Uh, so what? so I, I think I'm still sitting on a playset from like the Merrick structure day from ages past. Yeah. Um. I have a friend who's very, very excited that Ice Barrier is going to get an LT. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good card. It that was like, card. what, 30 bucks at one point or more? The Trap card? Oh, wait, no, not Ice Barrier. I'm thinking of Ice Dragon's Prison. Different uh, card. No, no, no. I think that's in here as well. I think it is. Uh, ice, no, I'm talking Ice Barrier. Uh, it's, yeah. It's the Foolish Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, that one's never been expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I do have, so my twin brother is a Nouvelle's player. Uh, you met, uh, you met. Uh, yep. Runner, aka Tanner. That is the unhinged uh, deck list that made it to my personal YouTube. It's a it's a beautiful video. Um, he there. So not only is I believe Ben Ten is in the set. Uh, it's also uh, preparation of rights and pre preparation of rights. Uh, yeah. So all of the, the so many random decks are just going to be blinged to the high hells. And Herald of the Arclight. Uh, which also is like perennially a $5 card for no reason. So it was also a good reprint. Uh, I mean, oh, I know it did get a reprint. I was going to say it hasn't been reprinted since that special edition. I think it had, hit what, maximum gold or something as well? It's had like four prints, and it still is just not dipped below like $3. <laughs> good card is good. Good card is good. So uh, I think that is going to about wrap it up for the content section of the podcast before i thank all of our wonderful patrons uh, is there anything else you would like to say to the people where can uh, where, <laughs> where can the people find you should they find you do i don't you, know if people want, to, want find them to find you i'm i'm weird <laughs> i'm like a little gremlin let me hide in my corner of the internet <laughs> uh but weird. if anybody actually cares to find me i am mainly on twitter at jaffin games I think I might start streaming again. I haven't decided yet. Same name on Twitch. That's about it. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, so without further ado, I will now thank all of our wonderful patrons. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know if you have listened to the patron names before, but there are some doozies here. So this is, this could be fun for you. I haven't. This will be good. Yeah, this will be good. So uh, first off, uh, so a huge thank you to Always Second. Welcome back, April Floodgate, King of Names, Zypherus, Big Stinky, Blue Eyes' Best Copium, uh, Ding Dong's Hostess of the Yang Zing, 
Uh, he did nothing wrong. <laughs> Give me that Horasi Konami. Uh, HZH Cyber. I used to play Rogue, but then my mom got a job. John Neal. <laughs> everybody, everybody. Sorry, that one got me. It's Holy really shit. good. Everybody, good. Everybody says that that one's insane. Uh, John Leal, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pistol Plays Pendulums, Silver Hope, Tiny Earth Cat, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Savior's World, Welcome Hosts of the Top Cut Podcast, Fluwanderees, and Trouble Sunny, What Do You Call a Magic Owl, Houdini, uh, Wind Up Carrier, Zinfidel Mighty, Aaron Gardner, Alexander Chan, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuyo, Simp of the Silver Castle, Blackwing, Silverwind, the Ascendant is the best floodgate, Boxwine, Come On and Get Your Game On, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, I'm About to Reek a Glamour Tribute for Cost, these plant nuts in your mouth, Level 4, Fire Warrior Gaming, <laughs> uh, Little Stinky, uh, Lama Yama Cam Sarama, Max C Pack, Nemrelia Skill Drain Beatdown, Neshi, Old Man Red, and Pincode143. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And, uh... <laughs> How do you straight face through some of those? I uh, honestly need to know. Uh, I'm desensitized to the, 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 <laughs> the whims of our... Uh, <laughs> desensitized to the whims of our fans. Uh, That's fair. Uh, in fact, uh, so normally I have, like, a card pun for an episode but I, I i didn't come up with one so um put it in post i'm literally i'm digging i'm digging through the bulk no i got this uh, i got this um if if, if i ever right. if i ever run to uh, the patron that called me a uh, fluanderies uh we're gonna have a small <laughs> scuffle <laughs> that's not my best work i'm sorry that's worth a big scuffle <laughs> you do not insult my boy like that come on all right have a good night everybody Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.